Jens Martin Skibstedt, today's guest, is a brilliant designer and co-founder of ManyOne, a firm working at the intersection of design and strategy to create a more sustainable future. He is helping to design the mobility of tomorrow. He'll share insights about his work and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. We empower you. Jens, thank you so much for joining me today for this conversation. I'm so excited to have you join me from across the pond to learn more about ManyOne. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Wow. This is, uh, you know, I think you you have um, at ManyOne, you're using the intersection of strategy and design, uh, which is an important dynamic, but what you're doing with it. Uh, a focus on making the world uh, a more environmentally friendly place, coping with climate change. That just resonates as such an important thing. Tell us about the great work you're doing at ManyOne. So many, many one is, uh, you know, even on a global scale, a very big design company. And uh, But of course, as, as you're pointing out, um, having some purpose with what you do might be one of the points that uh, sets us apart. And... Um, Personally, I've, I've looked a lot at the mobility space, so basically trying to make um, uh, cars, bikes, anything that uh, commutes um, sustainable in some some shape of uh, some way, and um, and then most uh, are actually looking at digital products, right? So it's a it's a strategy that's applied uh, digitally, and. Uh, because you know, at this point, everything seems to be digital, and um, and so one of the first projects we actually uh, took on was um, uh, well, now he's he's the king, but uh, back then he was uh, Prince Charles, and mm-hmm. uh, he had this uh, sustainable markets initiative where it's basically a huge marketplace for any uh, big bigger uh, green investment. And so, so that that whole interconnecting that whole part, um, that whole bit, and making it um, digital was one of our first uh, projects. And so, so really from the get go, we we got to show what it is to have a green vision, and uh, you know how that can actually translate into uh, design. Yeah, that that is uh, fantastic. Uh, I, I would love for you, Jens, to share some of the uh, examples of your work that are the most innovative and exciting in in your work, especially with the, the, those transportation ideas. I mean, there's some fun things I see going on, and I imagine that you're right on the leading edge of uh, this important work. Yeah, so 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 many one have have a lot of different departments, and they're all over the the world. And and you know some some that are perceived as the more uh, cutting edge are you know mixed reality and virtual reality. We have like a very strong team that deals with that. Um, personally, I'm in the mobility space, and I would say one of the uh, the most exciting and biggest projects I've been on is designing an electric car. And um, the idea was so how would you make this car if it was a bicycle you know what you know if you look at uh, at bikes they're extremely um efficient and effective in cities and and very very green right so they're even 
actually it's it's better for the environment that you bike around than you walk around right you spend more energy walking than than biking so um so 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 having the, all of those advantages of a bike how could you translate that into a car uh, and cars are, are fairly problematic because you know they they take up a lot of space so people are used to sitting in traffic jams and of course there's a lot of fumes that people actually die of uh, and uh, then you have the whole global warming you know all of the uh, the co2 that comes up so so it's a very problematic types of um, mobility objects so so how can you take some of those advantages uh, from a bike over to a car and uh, and you know a very special object came out of it well a car <laughs> but uh, you know a pretty unique car and um when we told, we, we dealt with a lot of uh, very uh, heavy hitting um, German engineers. And uh, they were, you know, every time we were one people, they would be 23 in the room. And so it was, uh, it was like a, a more or less a trench war because, you know, nothing was possible. And, the, you know, we were told right from the get go that none of these things were possible. And um, so, so the way it worked is we progressed after each week, we, we got to push them just one centimeter. Oh, so this can be done. Yeah, okay. And, you know, at the end of the day, we changed everything. And um, so, for instance, we had a, a, a transparent front fascia, basically where, you know, in front of the hood, you could actually see through. So it means uh, if there's a duck uh, crossing the street you can see the duck and the brake and uh, you, right. I mean, you, you had visibility just about all over the car um, and that's one of the things you do have in um, on bikes is you can see everything that's around you and yeah. also it was built in a way that um, if you did hit a pedestrian then actually the the safety was as focused on that pedestrian than you know, than on yourself. Right. And it was um, a very narrow thing. So you could, you know, whiz around without just getting too stuck. And uh, there's a whole digital bit of it. So you could link it up with your enterprise and also with other means of transport. Yeah. Now, uh, in Europe, in, in many countries, and, and Copenhagen and D D Denmark, of course, being an example, there are some teeny tiny cars allowed in the bike lane uh it, it would was this car that small that it could was eligible to use the bike lane no it was not small enough for that uh they have these different categories and i think actually they, they are called the same in, in the u.s we're just some are just not used in the u.s but you have i think yeah. l50 which is the kind of car i think you mentioned there and then uh, l80 which is how we started designing it but then we actually said, okay, we ex you need to go on the highway because people are just going to opt out if you can't go on the highway. But of course, it was designed for the city. And, um, but, but yeah, if you need to go to, to a separate city, you don't want to leave your car. Right, right. right. Uh, that is so true. People really are not willing to invest in an automobile. They can't take that far. So uh, tell us a little bit about the features of the car. Get us just a little bit of a sense of you know how fast it can go, how far it can go on a charge. Some of the things that we love about electric cars. Yeah, so 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 the normal stati uh, stats were kind of like um, you know, so it it can go uh, what would that be in um, 
in miles, but you know m- maybe um, 150 miles uh, the, the distance, so not very mm-hmm. long. But compared to that, it's so compact. Then it was very uh, long, and uh, the the top speed was also you know you know less than 100 miles an hour, so not very impressive. But then you're not gonna. I mean, you're not going to come near that in a city, right? And you just right, need to yeah. go fast enough where we go on the highway. But but some of the things that were um, very uh, special were uh, some of um, so, for instance, the 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 uh, how much room you had on it. So so this is a, a a very small car, roughly, you know, it's it's the size of the smallest cars you will see driving around in American cities, right? It's like. When so you notice like the a smart car, car, this one that... is very small. That's how small it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you yeah. sit in such a car, you're cramped. Uh, but in this car, since we were able to remove the whole of the engine in the front, you could, um, I mean, you, you could, in theory, put luggage in front of your feet, or you could, I mean, there's just no human uh, that's too big, um for that car right i mean you can has have as long legs as you want and they can still be on that front uh uh on, on the front seat next to the driver so so you had this um you know kind of almost doctor who impression that you know you're going through this little thing and then it's just gigantic um so wow. um, so that, that was one of the features and it was it was ultra light um and you had doors opening in a in a different way. So um, t- today, doors either open, you know, as as we know them. So uh, if if you are on the outside, they open out against you. Um, and then you have this what they call suicide doors, where uh, where where they open kind of against the wind. And, right. Yeah. Um, but but this one had kind of like reverse suicide doors in the sense that uh, the front door. Um, was a suicide door. Uh, I mean, su- suicide door is not really good. A good name. People don't die of it anymore. Yeah, right. but, you know, <laughs> and uh, and then the back one was like a normal door. So so what happens is when you go out, uh, if both the driver and and the guy in the back seat goes out at the same time, they go in each their direction. Um, and this is uh, what happens if you have the opposite. Then you'll actually walk into each other and and such a small thing for some reason it hadn't been explored right so there are a lot of these quirky little things uh also we went back in history so um for instance the the back view mirror where was more on on your front panel rather than uh, up in the um uh, sure. the, the roof or what do you call it not the roof the on top of you, the ceiling, the windshield, the yeah. ceiling exactly. So now today, it's all the back review mirror is going to be in the ceiling. We took that down, um, and in terms of uh, you know there are advantages in terms of uh, that we really worked on having to move your eyes as little as possible. So all of the front panel was actually kind of projected in front of you, so you almost didn't have to move hands or eyes to constantly be in control. Um, and then yeah. a little bit like you could say in an Apple uh, iPhone or something like that, you only have the essentials, right? So there's no all of these details that you don't really want to know, and it just you know makes you prone to accidents. Yeah, this is fascinating. So this is uh, you worked on the design. How it, your client, I imagine, is the one responsible for 
producing it? How's your client doing and getting that car on the road? Yeah, so right now that client uh, is a bit in a pickle uh, because yeah, this is a very sad story. But um, but basically he uh, he died. He committed suicide. So it's a very um, sad story. I mean, the the car is uh, almost almost fully developed, uh, but now his uh, daughter sits uh, yeah without a dad mainly and with uh, ownership of this uh, IP. Oh, that's uh, heartbreaking. Heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very very sad story. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, it wasn't <laughs> intended to. Yeah, that's uh, our conversation took a sad turn there, but uh, that that's hardly as significant as the the experience that uh, you and they had who knew him. I'm so sorry, um, Jens. You're you're doing uh, amazing work. You've built uh, an incredible company. I wonder if you would. Uh, Tell us, what do you see as your superpower? Ooh, um, that's a good question, but I, but I think it would have to be um, imagination. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a powerful, a powerful uh, superpower. I mean, I, uh, so many of us are lacking in, in that area, and and we can't imagine the things that aren't. Right. We, we really uh, I mean, how how few of us, so few of us could even conceive what uh, an iPhone would be until someone put it in our hand. Right? And they went, oh, that's a cool idea. <laughs> so, yeah, that imagination is a powerful thing. Um, can you give us a, an example of when you used your imagination uh, to successfully complete something you're proud of? So I think still today I use my imagination uh, constantly. Um, I mean, just uh, when, just here be, be before our conversation, uh, looking at uh, was looking at flying cars, right? So so when people uh, speak about flying cars, that's what they think about because then they don't need to imagine anything. It's already been imagined for them. Uh, but but flying cars only really have one uh, you know important insight for cities is that they can go in three dimensions right so far we have thought of cities as something that happens in front of your uh, in on the ground floor in front of your door right but it is actually all all around you so that bit is is wonderful but then you've got to come up with if now everything is three dimensional uh, and you know vertical as as vertical as horizontal then what are the objects then right so so this is one of the things that i'm preoccupied with for, for the time being why, why get stuck in the jetsons type thinking right what, what what are all the other possibilities when you have a vertical city and a vertical um, vertical transport but uh, but you know th- this is of course just speculation but but this is what i'm thinking about now I mean, I think um, the thing that I'm proudest of was my uh, the first company I started, a bicycle company called Biomega. And uh, and there, uh, what I wanted to do is to think of bikes um, differently. And uh, back then, uh, bikes, good bikes were sports bikes, and um, city bikes were bad bikes. 
<laughs> so so that you put a lot of uh, energy into making fantastic sports bikes whether they were mountain bikes or racing bikes and they could yeah. cost you know fortune but then yeah. if it was for the city it was just like something random uh, not made yeah. for anything really um and so so uh, so so i just took all of the technologies out there and thought how can you kind of think think such a thing over and um you know, I had lots of ideas, you know, making them, for instance, night glow, which, you know, it's it's good for traffic and it's, a, you know, it costs a little more, but it's not really a, a big, big investment. And so anyway, there, there are just tons of invention. I used shaft drives, um, which, oh. uh, you know, so instead of a chain, so yeah. which made sense in terms of, you know, if you want to go to the office in your suit. The last thing you want is your one side of your pants being ripped off and, and you know, full <laughs> right. of <the> oil. <laughs> yeah. So you avoid that. Or all wrinkly from being strapped down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, wow. um, yeah. So, so that I had to say that it was that. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I appreciate that. That's, uh, does the company still operate? The bike company you created? Yes, it does. It does. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Well, um, over your, I mean, much of what you do at many one is to direct, coordinate, train people on the intersection of design and strategy. But when you talk about design, I think there's got to be an element of imagination. And so you must, from time to time, have to coach people on how to dig deep to, to explore and use an imagination. When you do that, how do you coach people to do that, to use their, their imagination, to channel their inner yens? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, actually, importantly, I will ask them never to be like me because I will ask them to be like themselves, right? I think that this yeah. is where you start. Okay. And, um, and I think that, that that's a thing that many one has developed um, a method for, right? So, so one of the things when you, um, when you get together, instead of saying... Um, this is what I want. Uh, this is, you know, like oh, all of the tr traditional analytical management tools. Rather, you try and figure out um, what is your vision for for the future, and also uh, where do your values lie. Uh, I mean, the moment the two of us have the same direction and at least understand each other's values or specific business values, then we can move super fast because um, you can come up with something and I will know immediately, you will know immediately if I'm aligned or not, right? Um, if it fits, if it has the same purpose and intent. Um, so so th there's a process in the beginning, um, it's called worldview process that many one uses. And, um, and so it's very different uh, from other design company and, and other uh, strategic consultants um, because we don't follow this kind of normal process where, okay, so you're a client and this is the market. This is so, um, yeah. And ironically, the reason, apart from, you know, wanting to create a better world and um, end of the day, any company that does not create a better world does not create value and will be, uh, you know, out of job at some point. Um, so, 
so you've got to um, spend. I mean, so so the irony is that now uh, more than ever we um, have huge problems that cannot be solved instantly, right? So we got to look way further into the future than we used to do. You know, for global warming, for instance, uh, nobody's going to fix it tomorrow, but still we're very much in a hurry. Um, and then you have a market that demands things here and now. They want, uh, you know, I've had a client that asked me to design um, headphones in two weeks. Right? I mean, in two weeks, we've written a couple of mails, right, <laughs> to one another. So, so how do you make something ultra fast that will last for 50 years in terms of, not necessarily last physically, but in terms of fit with a vision? And um, yeah. and so, so it turns out that you really need to then, you know, project that future and agree on what future is, uh, is desirable rather than try and figure out how might it be what you know like so so the process really is a little bit um inversed and it's also paradoxical that you would then all of a sudden start talking about what are your inner values what are your inner beliefs what are your uh you know what is, what is your ethical standpoint when you're in a hurry right it seems like uh, oh hey no we don't have time for this but this is actually when you got it if you want to go fast you really got it dig deep because once you've you've you're in there then you can go ultra fast i see so as we think about imagination as uh as a skill as a superpower uh it, it's informed by this uh strategy and design is that and the and values is that what you're telling us I, I'm, I'm wanting to make sure i understand yeah, so uh, so the imagination comes in because um, the the future will not create us, and and you know we we are um, uh, I mean we choose to make machines. We're not um, we're not in some you know a lot of times when you talk about the future, then there's people look at some specific technologies. Uh, often developed in the Bay Area. And then this is what's going to happen. We're going to whiz around with these drones. We're going to have driverless cars. We're going to have, you know, all of these things. And then, and, and, and this is almost a given, right? And this is uh, where I think um, we, we can't just uh, follow whatever we're dictated. We've got to make sure, is this what we want? Right? Is this a desirable future? And once you ask that question, you cannot solve it without imagining it. Right. So in that sense, imagination is a very important power. Uh, otherwise, you end up being, you know, pre, you know, the future seems predetermined and you end up some, somewhere that was not really desirable. Right. So you've seen a lot of I mean, people speak a lot about these technologies with, you know, what happens with um, uh you know who who owns your uh, your your personal uh, your intellectual property? You know with with Meta and with uh, Alpha or what 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 they're all called, right? I mean we we've seen or with Uber. You know you also had a lot of pre existing um, cab drivers, bus drivers out there. So ha- had you thought about them? How? So so a lot of um, these ideas didn't come out of what was the future we desired, but more like what tech do we have? How do we make money out, out of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Jens, I am so grateful 
that you would take the time that you have with me today. I'm grateful for your insights. You're such a, um, a creative mind. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to just get a few minutes with you to, to learn from you. And I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, I look forward to reviewing everything you've taught me here is, uh, about imagination. Uh, I view that as something that is uh, almost a defining weakness for myself. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm eager, I'm eager to dig in and learn more about how to, uh, to develop that uh, imagination. So thank you very much. Well, uh, before we wrap, before we wrap up, I wonder if you would just take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about ManyOne and how they can connect with you personally. Yes. So I think uh, two things they can do. One is, you know, the simple one to go on ManyOne's website, ManyOne.com. Um, but also they could uh, read the book I've written with a co-author, Kristen Basin, which is called uh, Expand. Stretching the Future by Design. It's an American book. Uh, you can buy in an American bookstore. So th those are two of the things. And then they can also follow your development and see how your podcast becomes uh, all imaginative. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, Jens, thank you so much for taking your, your time today. I, I wish you every success in your efforts to help build cities that are... Uh, more climate and environmentally friendly. I uh, appreciate that work and I want to see you succeed. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Oh, all righty. Well, thank you and let's do some good. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.